The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're so happy to have you guys with us. Uh, It's going to be a crazy day, crazy show today. I'm actually live at the John Maxwell Certification Event in Orlando, Florida, uh, sitting in a hotel room, and we've got many special guests. Uh, plan to be a part of the show today. And of course, as conventions and live events go, everybody's running late. So it is going to be a cavalcade of, of special guests as they come in and out of the room. Uh, we'll have them join us uh, on this event. So uh, just some upcoming events that are going to be uh, uh, you know, around uh, September 11th. Uh, we're going to be at the Resource Planning Summit in Austin, Texas. Uh, that's September 11th, 12th, and 13th. We'll be speaking at the IIBA a conference in Birmingham, Alabama on September 29th. And, of course, the big event, October 6th, the Live to Lead event, 250 countries, simulcast, John Maxwell, Dave Ramsey, Warwick Dunn, Cheryl Bosch Elder. You can go to l2l.johnmaxwell.com to find out where it's going to be hosted in your neck of the woods. But you absolutely do not want to miss this leadership event. Uh, it's going to be tremendous. And, again, those speakers, anywhere from $25,000 to $100,000 per person if they were going to be coming to your company. And depending on where you're going to see this event, uh, the tickets are running from anywhere to 100 bucks to $300, depending at the location. Uh, that is a value you just do not want to, to, to pass up. Um, our event in Hoover, Alabama, we're actually donating the proceeds to charity, to uh, Child Care Resources, uh, which we had uh, Joan Wright on the show just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you can always catch past shows uh, at uh, voiceamerica.com slash business. Look up the work-life balance or find us at rickamorris.com uh, um, or also at uh, voiceamerica.com. Uh, so uh, let's get to today's show. So again, like I said, we are live here in Orlando, Florida at the John Maxwell event. What we thought we would do is just try to process some of the things that uh, we're listening hearing about, uh, again, we just got some, some fresh off the, uh, the boat, as you would say, ideas from John Maxwell directly. Um, and uh, so some of those ideas I thought I would share. Um, and so one of the big things and, uh, that I just heard uh, from him directly um, was something called false position. And uh, so we've got a, a guest that's going to be joining us here uh, momentarily um, and so as he's listening in, um, what we just heard um, from, from a live teaching from John is false position. And what I enjoyed about what he said uh, about what he calls false position is clinging on to old views in order to appear consistent um, when you realize you've grown and they no longer represent you. And what was interesting about that is he was talking about a book that, that he wrote, uh, The Leader Within You, um, and at this point, he is rewriting that book, and it's about 89% rewritten. Um, so I think that they're either going to rebrand that or, or call that something differently. And for those of you that have been part of my live speaking experiences or been you know, part of my um, live events, I actually wrote a book called Project Management That Works. And there's two specific chapters in that book that when I teach live, um, I change. And so I actually teach it the old way that I intended uh, when I wrote the book, but then I actually now um, teach it a different way. And the reason why I teach it a different way is because I've grown. I've, the, the values in which I believe in um, ha- have changed. And so that's exactly what John was talking about when he brought up this whole concept of false position. And so um, I'm actually joined on the show right now by Glenn Hodges. Glenn, um, you, you were a part of, of this live teaching with John you know, earlier today when he was talking about false position, did, 
what did you have any thoughts or reflections or anything with what he had said with that? Uh, I, I'm not really connected. I don't believe I'm getting another recording on the phone. I, I can hear you. Oh, you can. Oh, well, you know, it was a classic John Maxwell day. I think uh, you know, leadership uh, extraordinary, and I, I think it really started with me today. I was in uh, the think tank session with Chris Robbins, and he was talking about. You know, what are your intentions today? What do you want to get out of this program? Who do you want to meet? And how do you want to use what you will learn here today? And uh, we talked a little bit about, John talked about the law of advanced attraction. But the interesting thing is, while I was sitting in one workshop, someone said, hey, you're Glenn Hodges, aren't you? I said, yeah. I said, well, Ronnie Galbert is trying to reach you. Uh, you're supposed to be on stage. So I quickly ran in and realized I'd missed a, almost a whole event. But how I ended up with the opportunity to be considered a part of that is, shall I say, the law of attraction and people that I had met through the John Maxwell team, like Marie Cosgrove whom I had the pleasure of listening to speak in Houston, Texas. She shared the stage with Les Brown. And uh, it's a classic example, if you want to call it the law of attraction or the butterfly effect that Dr. Ivan Meisner talks about or the chaos theory. I met her because I had admired a young man playing the grand piano here at the Marriott World Center in, in uh, Orlando, only to discover it was Marie Cosgrove's uh, son. So she inspired me to go for stage time here at the John Maxwell event. I will not know if I'm selected until tomorrow. But again, it all comes about with intentionality, the idea of having a goal, having a dream, having an objective. Uh, I remember 30 years ago when I first heard uh, Zig Ziglar speak, I said, I can do that but I never did it. I never took action. And John talked today, as well as Paul Martinelli, the, who was the one that suggested informing the John Maxwell team, which, you know, thoughts and goals without action are absolutely of no benefit. So as a little teaching lesson, if nothing more, I encourage anyone that has a desire, a, a dream, to take action on it. So thank you so much for having the opportunity to be on your program today. Thank you, Glenn. And, and right now also, I just got joined in the room by Eric Watts. And for those longtime listeners, Eric was actually on our show back all the way on May 20th, 2016. And so if you want to check out that show again, you can go to Voice America Business, the, the Work-Life Balance, go back to the May 20th show. Um, but, but I'm going to tell a quick story about Eric, because when I was coming to get first certified by the John Maxwell team, you know, I didn't know anybody and I didn't know that there was these returning alumni that was going to help shepherd us through the process and, and guys that had been here before. So Eric was my mentor through this process. And now we get to, to watch and grow. And, and his wife also is, is part of this youth max movement and really leading that. And so, you know, what a beautiful com uh, couple to be a part of and, People, I look forward to make sure that, that, you know, I get some time with every time that I'm here. But, you know, Eric, we uh, sharing the, the thoughts and, you know, what I wanted to do today was really just kind of decompress what we heard through Think Tank and everything else. But, you know, I was sharing the position of false position. And, uh, you know, John had, had written a book and he's kind of rewriting it. I've written a book and I'm teaching from that book and have changed some of my thoughts when I'm teaching. And, no, you've written a book and you've got some speeches and things like that. How have you grown through this process and how are you processing some of the emotions that you're going through even today? Be back with your audience, back with you on your show again. You know, even though this is the first day, the, 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 the think tank day, the pre-day before the big shebang of bang begins, if we, we can put it like that, uh, there's been a lot of not just content that has been given, it's beyond that. This is knowledge being dropped. This is knowledge being given and provided, and it's, it's life-changing stuff, truly life-changing for people who are here for the first time. And for a lot of people like myself and, and you and others, it's um, reaffirming and life-reaffirming type of stuff. And i got to tell you, one of the things that um, we just talked about in the session with Paul Martinelli, 
just uh, a little bit ago, and then Chris Robinson earlier this uh, this morning. One of the things that came to my mind as Paul was speaking and teaching us, as he so uh, often does, and he does so excellently, was uh, destiny and talking about what it means to pursue your destiny. And I thought about that, and I've come to this thing, uh, this conclusion about destiny many times. And here, here's what it is. If your destiny is meant to be ordinary, you will have no trouble in your life. You will breeze through. You will ease through. You'll sit back in your easy chair eating chips and bonbons and drinking Coca-Colas, and it'll be great, and everything will be good for you. There'll be no trouble. But if your destiny is meant to be great, and I'm going to give this away, here's a hint. It is. If your destiny is meant to be great, you will experience trouble in your life. I can't tell you the magnitude of it. I cannot tell you how long it's going to last. I cannot tell you how soon you're going to get out of it or who's going to help you through it, but there will be somebody to help you through it. I can tell you that. But you've got to make yourself friendly in order for that to happen. But what I can tell you is because your destiny is supposed to be great, you're going to experience some trouble. Now, where the message comes in for you is, what are you going to do when the trouble comes? You've got a choice. Or choice is you can, A, run from the trouble. You can, B, observe the trouble. Or you can, C, choose to trouble your trouble. Your option, your best option is C, is to give trouble to your trouble. You're saying, well, Eric, that sounds great, and it's cute and clever, and it's all got some alliteration in there. Well, how do you do it? I'm glad you asked. This is what you do. This is how you trouble your trouble. You put the work in to say, you know what? I'm going to make these changes because here's the thing. You can settle for a settled-for life if you choose to, or you can press in, dig in, and say, this is not the way that God has intended for me to live. This is not the greatness that I have been called to. I'm tired of sitting in my easy boy, in my lazy boy, in my easy chair. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to trouble my trouble. I'm going to take this vision, this dream, these goals that I have because I've got dreams to remember, and I'm going to put the necessary work in. Now, here's where people often miss this point. They see these things. They pursue these things, and then they discover what, Rick? They discover that it's going to be hard. And when they discover how hard it's going to be, they say, you know what, I'm done. And that's what separates us, separates people who win from people who lose. Eric, are you calling people losers? Absolutely, I am not. I'm just saying there's a separation between people who win and people who lose. So if you want to trouble your trouble to reach your destiny, you've got to be willing to put the work in and do things that other people are not willing to do in order to reach all of your goals, all of your dreams, and your desires. It's on you to be great because there is greatness in you. That's what it comes down to is choices and decisions and everything else. And, and, you know, we're sitting here, I mean, just rawly processing tons of information that was just poured into us. And when we say that, I mean, we're talking John Maxwell, Paul Martinelli, Chris Robinson, Mark Cole. I mean, these guys just absolutely poured a tremendous amount of information into us. And, and I mean, I need, I need four days right now just to sit back and think through what I just heard, what I just learned, um, in, in all of this uh, just, just happened literally, it just stopped for us. I mean, most of us just walked out of sessions right to this room to, to start to process this. So we're going to continue to process. We're going to continue to talk. We've got a couple more special guests. Hopefully, they're going to be joining us as well. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance. We're going to take a quick break. This has been Rick Morse. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage. Where applications aren't just part of your brand. 
They are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end -end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back on another Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance. I'm joined by several of the members of the John Maxwell team here, and again, as we're just processing uh, the, the live event here in Orlando. Uh, again, we were challenged today by, by John and several of the other members in live teachings. And, and John, well, I don't think I've ever seen John on a roll uh, like he was today. He's got two or three teaching points uh, that he tries to go through when he gets a, a member to, you know, or a chance to, to be surrounded by his alumni team. Uh, and I think he gave 142 points today, it just on a, an absolute roll. And, uh, you know, he was asked the question uh, by Mark Cole, which is the leader of, of several of his companies, you know, how can you be, you know, satisfied but yet still driven? And, and what a beautiful question to be asked because John does seem very satisfied, but normally a lot of people are, are either satisfied and, and not driven for success or they're not satisfied and very driven. Yet John seems to be both satisfied and driven. And so through that, you know, one of the quotes that came out of that uh, John actually said, you know, you should never rest or do not rest on the best. And so I've had a time to reflect on that a little bit, but I was going to ask Eric to, to share some of his thoughts about that quote. Sure. Thanks, Rick. That's never rest on your best. That's powerful. I mean, we could go off of that for, for the next 20, 30 minutes easily. It reminds me of something I learned a long time ago about rest when it comes to being your best Good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is your better and your better is your best. And when Mark mentioned that and John talked about it and expounded on it a little bit earlier today, it really stuck with me. And it made me think about why people tend to, again, settle for settle for lives, why they tend to not go beyond their best. And it's because of fear. And one of the things that I've been teaching on recently is fear and barriers, and what it means to kick those barriers down, and how can we do it. And at some point, we've all been afraid, right? We can all relate to being afraid of something. And I was afraid, and I still get afraid sometimes. But specifically, I was afraid of learning how to swim, because as a kid, I never learned how. So that fear carried with me. I carried it with me for years until I decided one day in my 30s that I'm going to learn how to swim. And I won't tell the whole story for the sake of time, but I will offer this much of it. I took some lessons at one of the uh, YMCA locations in Columbus, Ohio, where I live. And uh, I was so afraid that one of the instructors said, hey, if you want me to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, let's set that up. We did. And so when I started to work with Beth, my instructor one-on-one, -on -one, I was afraid to even get in the pool anymore. And Beth said, Eric, I'll tell you what, if you'll come and work with me. If you'll get in this pool today and walk from one side to the other, I guarantee that you will swim when you come next week. Now, listen to what she said. She was already speaking life 
into my future. She was speaking life into my existence. She said, when you come next week, you will swim. Not if, not kind of, not sort of, not maybe. When you come, you will. Very definitive action words. And sure enough, I got in the water, and we walked from one side to the pool back to the other, and she held my hand because I was that afraid. I'm not ashamed to admit that. That's how afraid I was. And I said, Beth, can we go again? And she said, sure, Eric, let's go. And what I didn't realize, and I just realized not too long ago, is I got halfway across uh, the pool, and Beth had let my hand go, and I was doing it by myself. Here's the lesson, though, y'all. Everything we want is on the other side of fear. You see, everything I wanted was on the other side of that pool. I needed to get in. Watch this, somebody. I needed to get in the water to cross to get to the other side. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. So don't be concerned about, well, what if I don't? What if I don't succeed? What if you do succeed? What if you continue to sit in your lazy boy, in your easy chair, or on your couch, in your sectional? What if you continue to sit there and not accomplish the great things that God has put in you to do? What if you don't push past the fear? What if you don't push past everything that's keeping you from achieving everything that you're supposed to, the greatness that is within you? So when it comes to your good being your better and your better being your best, what's on the other side of that, on the side of your good and your better, it's your best. And that's on the other side of fear. Everything you've been desiring, everything you've been pursuing is on the other side of fear. Push past that fear, whatever it may be, taking up a new hobby, asking for that promotion, pursuing. Watch this. For somebody on here listening today or listening in the future, you've been thinking about opening a new business. You've been thinking about digging up an old idea that someone told you wouldn't work, but you believe in your heart that it will, but you've been afraid. So I've come by, I've dropped by today on Rick's show, thank you so much, Rick, to say to you, to prophesy to you that if you dig it up and you speak life into that thing, it will be resurrected. You can call your business the Lazarus business because that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be resurrected. It's going to get new life breathed into it, and you're going to push past your fear. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Everything I wanted was on the other side of that swimming pool. And until I got in and walked to the other side, I was never going to get it. You've got to get in whatever your pool is and get to the other side because on the other side is faith. Not only is it faith, but if you don't push past that fear, then what you're settling for is average. And that's what everybody else is right now is average. And, and, you know, average for some reason is what people are settling for. And, and I, right now, looking across the sea of people that we're surrounded with, I feel like I'm a gremlin sometimes just sucking the energy out of the people that are, that, that we're choosing to surround ourselves with here at this event. And, and I need it. And I can tell you that my batteries were so depleted right before this event. I, I really think that this event was scheduled maybe one or two weeks late because I needed it about one or two weeks earlier. But, but, it's, it's, we refuse to be average. We refuse to allow average and we refuse to hold ourselves to the standard of average in, in living that belief and in believing in ourselves in that way pushes all of us past that fear. So thank you for sharing that story. And, and Glenn, I, I wanted to get your perspective on that as well. You know, I was, I keep thinking about that word average that you mentioned, Eric and, and fear. And that I think of getting past the terror barrier. And uh, I think the best illustration of that I'd ever seen was someone that had a circle and said that once you get into that circle outside of the comfort zone, crash through the terror barrier, that's where the magic begins. And, uh, you know, I was in Paul Martinelli's uh, teaching session this afternoon, and, and we had a few chairs at the very back. And he said, you know what? Those chairs belong to those people that wanted to come, but they never made the decision. Maybe I shouldn't spend the money, or I don't have the time, or I'll just go next time. Those are the average folks. You are a reflection of the five people you spend the most time with and the books you read. I challenge you to test that. I've tested it in my life time and time and time again. And every time I'm not getting the results I'm getting, I have been hanging around the wrong people. 
that is what's so awesome about the John Maxwell team. And, and Rick, you hit it on the head there. I needed to be energized. I needed to be poured into. I'd hit a little bit of a slump. But you know what? I really got picked up today. I, I did something that Paul Martinelli had taught us back in March. Didn't take action quite like as fast as I should have, but he t- I bought the rights to a mentoring program that I will make my own. And I've got a pretty slick brochure. And I said, Paul, you know, I hadn't thought. I want to be in compliance of the rights that you granted me, but I didn't really ask you for approval. Uh, what do you think about this? He said, I like it. May I have a copy? <laughs> what better What better compliment could I get? And, uh, you know, uh, there's just so many things. Uh, you know, John Maxwell, again, talked about attitude. And I think about Zig Ziglar. Attitude determines your altitude. You are what you think. It, it, it doesn't matter how you look at it. Time and time again, you are a reflection of the people that you hang around with. That's the reason I'm in this room today. I thought I was energized, but then Rick asked me to be a part of this great program, and I hadn't actually met Eric. I knew who he was, but to sit here and mastermind with these two great people, what a privilege. So thank you so much. I'm the one that's gained the most from this. Well, we appreciate that perspective, Glenn. And so... You know, it, it, it's hard to describe, you know, for the listeners there, and, and how do we not sound like, you know, we're some sort of some cult? And, and it, it, it's funny to say that, it, but, but I believe in it wholeheartedly. Um, I actually had a friend that, that saw a, a Facebook post I did from the last event where the people are dancing on the stage, we're going nuts, everybody's getting energized to let the first people come through the first certification. And he's like, so what cult event are you at? And I said, the cult of achievement and, uh, <laughs> is exactly how I answered that. Um, but it is a feeling of, of, and I guess, you know, uh, Paul says it at best, it, it's coming through us. Um, and I, you know, I leave this event with 142 business ideas, 37 I wills and, and 162, uh, uh, business plans. And, and again, two weeks before the event, I've, I've got nothing, right? So I've got to recharge it. But the point is, and, and the reason why I wanted to do the show exactly the way I'm doing it today is, is I wanted to hear other people process it. I normally do a show right after, you know, a week after the event and just kind of read through my notes. So I appreciate you guys giving us this opportunity to do this. We're going to take another quick break and let the uh, sponsors pay some bills. We'll be right back on the Work-Life Balance. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? 
In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back on another Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance. So, you know, we're here at this live event, and one of the, the things that happens when you're part of the John Maxwell team is you get you know, teachings from, from John. And one of the newest things that, that's available, and it could be available in your area, you need to, to check, certainly in Birmingham, Alabama, we have what's called the Maxwell Speakers Club. The Maxwell Speakers Club is now teaching the power of communication, and we call it Toastmasters to the power of Maxwell. And in that, it's about the conciseness of the message that, that Maxwell teaches. He teaches the connection. He teaches how to use personal stories. He talks about how to build anticipation. And, and now that I'm knowing, you know, learning those messages through John, I'm watching him in a whole different light, right? I, I've learned his, his craft and watching him do that as a professional speaker myself. And so he taught something called advanced attraction. And I actually did a show on that uh, back, I believe, in June uh, of this year. And, 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 and so I watched him do this message, but he wasn't ready to write the book yet. And I think the book now he's alluding that, that, that advanced attraction is going to be coming out in a book next year. So he taught us the message again this time, but you could see that he's been thinking about it uh, for about six months. And to watch him take the same message, which took him about two hours or two and a half hours, and do that in about 30 minutes this time, the conciseness and the power of the words of advanced attraction, and watch him boil that down into, you know, really kind of this... So the first time he, he explained advanced attraction, he went into this long story about cars and everything else, and this time he, he boiled it down to like six body parts, right? He was like, you know, your mouth, your, your ears, your eyes. Your th- it was just beautiful to watch. The other thing he does is he brings you into the story. So he, he talks about some story. In, in, so he was telling a story about parking spaces and, and how he was explaining that through a personal trip. And whether that story is true or not, he brings you on a journey. And so I, I think it's important if you have the opportunity to look into the Maxwell Speakers Clubs, look into the, these opportunities to learn how to communicate, because he is absolutely one of the best communicators on the planet. Uh, you absolutely have to have the opportunity to see this. And I just wanted to get some thoughts from Eric on, on what he saw in, in the compare and contrast from the first time to, to today about the messages or even just the message itself. Sure. Thanks, Rick. It, you know, you... you when you started just now, as we came back from the break, you hit it. It was what he said six months ago. And if you're someone who gives up quickly when you hear something or you think you're hearing something again, you're like, oh, okay, well, this is it. I'm going to tune out. But it was different this time, like you said. He'd had six months to think about it. And he took that two hours or two plus hours and boiled it down into 30 minutes. And it was far more powerful this time in that 30 minutes than it was the last time at two hours. And I think that's part of what we all should be doing as if we're, whether we're speakers or, or teachers or coaches is that we've got to take the time with what we create, the things that we're given to then boil those things down. And that's going to take some, a few iterations. It's like, and I'll liken it to a writing process. I teach as an adjunct business professor at Ohio Dominican back in Columbus where I live And what I tell my students is, whatever something comes to your mind, whatever it is, write it all down. Write it all down. I don't care how it comes out. Broken English, run-ons, doesn't make a difference. Write it all down. And not just about their papers, 
but about their thoughts, their ideas, their goals, their plans. Because what's going to happen then is everything that's in them at that point, it's going to come out. And Paul talked about this a little bit as well, being uh, doing a brain dump as part of his process of creating content. And when we do that, we get to see all this wonderful stuff, some of it crazy, some of it makes no sense. Paul actually congratulated a, a fellow team member in the audience because of what he said. He said, it makes no sense, nobody understood it, and it's brilliant. It's beautiful. That's the process. And that's part of our process, too. And if it is not, it should be. Because what we should do then is what John did, is some people think, and that's all they ever do. John is someone who thinks, and then he goes back to think some more. But then he starts to put action to it. He starts to whittle away at those thoughts, those big ideas that Paul was talking about in our last session. And that's something I would encourage all of you to do, everyone who's listening to us today. Take those thoughts, all that stuff that you wrote down that I was just talking about, all those big ideas, all those goals, those desires, those, those dreams, those plans. And then don't just throw it away and say, well, this is no good. It's crazy. It'll never work. Because as soon as you say that, you're exactly right. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You've already prophesied over yourself and over your future. It's not going to work because guess what? You just said that it would not work. Set it aside. Think about it and then come back to it, whether it's once a day, once a week, whatever's going to work best for you. And you're going to have to push yourself here to kick down some barriers to do this because this doesn't come naturally. And as you start to go back to it and look at it, you're going to see things each time you go back to what you've written down that you didn't see before. And you're going to whittle away, like I tell my students when they're editing, you're going to start to edit your ideas, edit your goals, edit your dreams and say, wow, okay, that's pretty good. All right, well, that won't work. But this right here, this, I've got something here. And then you can begin to press into that. And one of the other things I would encourage everyone listening to do with that, have someone that you trust that is going to keep it real with you. I know that's an old school phrase and people still say it because it's true who's going to keep it real with you, and you can take this idea, your ideas, and say, well, hey, Rick, what do you think about this? And they're not afraid to say, well, you know what, Eric, that's probably not a really good idea. Not because they want to hurt your feelings, but because they want to help you grow, because they're really concerned about you. They, they care about your growth. And they say, well, what, what else do you have? And then they press into that thing with you. And then they tell you, you know what, this is good. When someone says to you, this is good, do you mind if I use it too? kind of like Glenn just said with his story about Paul. He's like, this is great. You mind if I get a copy of it? That's the ultimate compliment because then you can take exactly what, what Rick said as we, we came back. You can take that and that's going to help you build this thing out and attract those things to you, the right people. Glenn talked about the books we read, the five people who are in our immediate circle. And we were sitting here in the room, Rick was nodding his head and I was nodding mine because it's true. Take a look at who's in your inner circle. Take a look at what you're reading. Again, this goes back to, and I'll wrap this up with this. This goes back to what you're putting in, because what you're putting into your mind, into your spirit, that's what's going to come out. So if you want to attract the right things, the right people, the right thoughts, be mindful of what you're taking in, because what you put in, that's what's going to come out. And Glenn, I'm going to get your thoughts here in just a second, but I want to build on that thought, because Paul Martinelli said something that a lot of people disagreed with in the room, but I happen to agree with them. He said, if you really want to know what your subconscious mind is thinking, look at your Facebook newsfeed. And everybody's like, oh, no, no, there is rapid disagreement. And he goes, but the way Facebook works is it looks at everything that you've liked, everything that you've searched, all of your friends, all of that stuff. He said, so if there's things that are coming up in your Facebook newsfeed that you don't like, that you're disagreeing with, then maybe you need to start calling your friends. Maybe it's time to start calling the nuts out of your life, man, because... That is absolutely a representation of who is in your life right now. And what a, what a poignant point. I think it was a powerful point. And I think those are some of the things that we're catching um, as ancillary benefits of things that we're supposed to be here. But what a powerful point that was. Glenn, I wanted to catch your thoughts of that. Well, you know, I wanted to pick up on something Eric mentioned a few minutes ago uh, about maybe where you are and your thoughts and whatever. If you're not where you want to be, you're going to have to change your thinking because if your best thinking got you where you are, you're going to have to change that in order to get to a higher level. Uh, again, I, I, I just, there were so many takeaways from today. Uh, I, I just, 
I'm just, I'm excited, uh, the idea of being here in this room, and this is uh, basically a mastermind we're having. Uh, one idea feeds on the other, and uh, I, I've, you know, it's, it, this is truly a case of a mastermind in, in action. And, and the idea Paul Martinelli talked about, you know, if, when those ideas start to flow, whether it's 3 o'clock in the morning or 12 midnight, take the time to sit down and write them out. Don't worry about the structure. Just write them down because those, those are, I don't know, I kind of think those are words from God. Uh, it's our divine intervention, whatever you want to say, our spiritual being, if you're not a believer. But I, I can think of so many times I would wake up at night and I'd have thoughts. Oh, man, that is so awesome. That will solve so many things I'm working on. I'll remember that, and I'll do it first thing in the morning. And I didn't get up. Even though I had that notepad beside my bedstand with a pen, I didn't take the time to get up, and I forgot it. They never came back. Those, those, those were. I, I know I have had some of the most awesome thoughts, but I didn't capture them. But I have learned now more often to, when I wake up, to write those thoughts down, or or even if I'm in the middle of something, if it's not a conversation. I will, I'll stop and, and I'll write down those thoughts because if I don't catch them at that moment, I, I, I lose them. So thank you so much, Eric, for sharing with me. And Rick, thank you. Uh, it's the power of learning from other people and sharing those thoughts just triggers so many thoughts in other people. I just love to, to share with others because as each of you, your teachers, if, if you want to really learn something, teach others. That's the best way to learn. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. One, one other thing, Paul, I, I think uh, shared with me that made me laugh. I think it's the, the funniest thing. But when you're coming up with the system, you're coming up with your own teachings. And, and he said, you know, if you, if you think you're going to be right, you, you're not going to write. Or if, if, if something of that sort, I think it was a great quote. But, you know, he, he, he said, why is there five steps in my process? He says, because it's my process. I wrote it. He says, why is there seven steps in this? Because there were seven. I couldn't think of eight. Um, and I, I don't think I, I don't want to diminish the power of that statement because it's the truth. It, you know, once you come up with four, then it's four. <laughs> it doesn't need to be five. It doesn't have to be cute. It, it, it is what it is. And when you're done, you're done. And uh, I think there's a tremendous power in that statement. So we're going to take our final break. But just before we do, I'm going to prep the guests because what we always do on the show, Eric's done it before, but I'm interested to hear the answer this time. But uh, we always ask our guests every time, is, uh, and it's a, it's a Maxwell thing, but every single guest that comes on my show, we always ask them what's the best advice they've ever been given. Eric's answered the question before, but then we're going to compare his answers for those listeners who'd like to go back and listen to that May show in 2016 when he joined us, and we'll see if that answer's changed. And Glenn can answer the question for the first time. We're going to take our final break. This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Boris. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage. Where applications aren't just part of your brand. They are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end -end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. 
and the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy, and the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end -end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. All right, so we're back here, um, and uh, we're back on the work-life balance. I apologize. There's a bit of a technical issue there. So like I was saying, um, it was, uh, it's incredible. Uh, it is a Friday, and uh, we still have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday to go. A an incredible, incredible event. Um, our hearts are full, our minds are full, and there's still so much more to go. There's still events even this evening. Um, that we're still going to attend. So it's an incredible opportunity for us. Uh, I want to thank they're in the room. Uh, couldn't be happier that they joined us and uh, so much more to come. So I'm going to jump right back into the question with the greatest advice you've ever been given, and I'm going to tee up Eric first. Eric, go ahead. Rick, that is an awesome question. Again, I want to say thanks for having me on your show again. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here. Excited to be here with you and Glenn. The greatest advice I've ever been given is, and I'll say it in two phrases, and they tie together. Trust God, have faith. That is by far the greatest advice I've ever been given. Um, it's never failed me. And if it has failed me, it's because I failed, not because God failed. Uh, when, when we are faithless, he is faithful, says uh, 2 Timothy 2.13, I believe. He's always been there. He's always been consistent, even when I screw it up, even when I mess it up. He has always been faithful to me. So trust God and have faith is by far the best and greatest advice I have ever been given. He always comes through, always sees his plans through for my life. When I let go of my plans and my way and allow his plans and, and his way for my life to come to fruition, I am able to touch and bless so many more people than when I am caught up in what Eric wants to do. Trust God and have faith. Best and greatest advice I have ever been given. All right. Glenn, your shot. Uh, before I get into mine, I want to expound a little bit on what you say. The first thing that comes to mind is let go and let God. And uh, then I, you made mention of doing it your way. And I, I, I sometimes I think Frank Sinatra's song, My Way, was all about mine. And that every time I did it my way, it didn't work. And so... Uh, thank you for reminding me of that. But the, probably one of the, besides being encouraged to take action, because thoughts without action aren't going to accomplish anything. Uh, uh, on a stump overlooking the water, if one decides to jump, how many are left on the log? Well, there are three. The guy just, the frog decided to jump. He didn't take action. But as far as the advice I was given was to be a good listener. Oftentimes, the smartest man in the room is the one that doesn't say anything. I got to thinking about that today. Not that I'm a smart guy. I'm probably, my IQ is probably off the charts on the low end. But when you take a guy that speaks for a living and he's got a mind get in his hand, and he doesn't take it, the, the opportunity to grab that mic and spout off something, that takes, uh, that takes a lot of courage. And I had to kind of slap my hand today and say, no, Glenn, don't take the mic. You haven't formulated your thoughts. 
So I, I was glad that I followed through on that advice. I listened to others, and I remained silent. As a result, I grew today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be a part of this great program. I've learned a lot from each of you as well as from John Maxwell and all the other great teaching staff of the John Maxwell team. Well, and I want to thank you both for being a part of it and, and certainly appreciate it. And uh, we had some other guests that were going to be a part of it. They couldn't make it. Of course, it's crazy here at the conference, and we certainly understand that. So what that means is we're just going to have to do individual shows with them when uh, we can. And, and, and trust me, when we get these uh, people on the program, uh, you will not believe it. And as a matter of fact, one of the first people, and I do have a commitment from her, and I'm looking at, uh, at somebody who, who we think can make her do things, but we know that that's not really possible. But uh, we're going to have the incredible Gina Watts on the program very soon, who is leading up what we call the Youth Max program, which uh, we heard some, some things today directly from John about what that program is going to do. And we're talking about impacting 50 million youths worldwide that, uh, that is coming directly from John, and, and Gina is a big portion of that, and I cannot wait to have her on the program. So we were going to get a little teaser of that today. I'm going to do the tease right now, and I cannot wait to have Gina on the program to talk about that. It's something that I'm going to personally devote some time in my community for as well and make a personal commitment to her. Coming up on the program, and speaking of that, it ties right into it, Somebody I wanted to introduce to Gina as well. His name is Todd Neslany. He's going to be on our program next week. He just started the hashtag called Kids Deserve It. He is a, uh, a young man that actually uh, is, is started something that's in the top 40 of innovators in education. And we're so excited to have him. He's somebody that I was actually going through a Twitter feed. Uh, and I think somebody within the GM team uh, was, was following him as well. And when I started to read some of the things this gentleman was doing, we reached out to him, started a relationship with him, and bringing him on the program. He was actually uh, uh, going to be on the program earlier. There were some technical issues, so uh, we're so excited to have him next week, and he'll be joining us on the program. So please stay tuned with us. Please hang out with us. We're so excited that you've been a part of it next week. Um, Todd will be with us. And then we've got some exciting programs coming up right after that. So as always, we love you guys. The, the program continues to grow in numbers. Uh, the outpouring on social media has been, is, has been incredible. Uh, you guys that have been writing into the program, reaching out to us, talking to me. So as always, you can hit me up at Twitter at Rick A. Morris or at rmorris at rsquareconsulting.com. Find me at rickamorris.com or rsquaredconsulting.com, and we'd love to answer your feedback and reach out to you. So as always, we will talk to you live next Friday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, you've been listening to Rick Morris and the Work-Life Balance. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.